So on this Memorial Day weekend, we're conscious of those who give themselves. And we can't think of a greater expression of patriotism, a greater expression of devotion, a greater expression of the ideal of a free society which has required the sacrifice of so very, very many. Perhaps members of your own families, perhaps ancestors, forebearers of yours. My father's only brother, for whom my brother is named, gave his life in the Korean conflict. And I grew up with that consciousness of the tremendous cost of the freedoms that we so accidentally enjoy. The readings this morning, now after our celebration of the Ascension of Christ, and in this seventh Sunday of the Easter season, as we anticipate now the gift of the Holy Spirit, the one who we least speak of in the conversations of the church. Uh, we relate to the Spirit more as a power, a force, as Obi-Wan Kenobi would say. Uh, rather than the person that the Spirit is. The Spirit is one of the three persons of the Holy Trinity, the divine Godhead. One God, three persons. Who are they? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a person not an impersonal force. And there is not a big leap between the concept of person and personality. There is a difference between them, a nuance of difference, but not enough for us this morning. These are three personalities within the one Godhead and now, as we have celebrated our Lord's rising into heaven, where he then is seated beside the Father, all of this is imagery given to us so that our minds can grasp something, which I'm going to mention in a second. But now our Lord ascends into heaven, and he ascended in front of the apostles, the disciples at that point, uh, and they gazed into heaven as he rose before them, so they saw him visibly. This isn't a test whether you were at church on ascension. I'll repeat it. <laughs> so on ascension, we read in the Acts of the Apostles how our Lord rose in front of the disciples and they cast their gaze into heaven 
And the angel then spoke to them and said, Why are you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who has ascended into heaven will descend from heaven in the same way. What was that way? That way was body and soul. So the Lord rose as a whole person. He didn't fracture He didn't fracture into two pieces so that the flesh fell away because it's just a mound of of uh, you know fat and gook and slime and stuff that you just throw away and then the glorious bright spirit rose in front of them no they were in their jaws were dropping because the lord rose as a full person body and soul that tells us that we are full persons body and soul we don't despise our bodies as if our bodies were something obnoxious and something to be despised disposed of degraded uh you know our bodies are us and so uh we judge in our culture we judge people we judge ourselves our own value based on our image our bodies and very often the world is telling us you don't have the perfect body you don't have the perfect face you don't have the perfect form you don't have the perfect weight you don't have the perfect clothing and therefore you are less valuable but what the ascension tells us is that the whole person is eternally valuable to god jesus rose body and soul he took his body into heaven and his i don't know how that works i can't explain that to you i'm neither a biologist nor a physicist So I can't tell you how that body is seated beside the father when they are three but one and I can't do go into it this morning. But what I do know is Jesus rose body and soul and so that affirms that you and I our bodies our image our face our frame our weight our look our feel our touch our voice is eternally valuable. to God as is your personality eternally valuable to God he treasures it so that he takes all of us into heaven now another thing that we learn today in these easter readings is we learn that the person is at the central focus of God's plan and purpose for the world the person is at the center and there's just one little phrase of the gospel i want to pause on this morning and that comes from john's gospel chapter 17 and verse 9 and i'll remind you of it where the lord is praying and he says they ana veloon beet ana lo hava i'll turn the page Alma ba'et ana 
אליה על הנון וחבות לי, דובד לי ענון. That's how he said it, or close to it. Syriac Aramaic, the language that our Lord and the Holy Family spoke. He says, I do not pray for the world, but for those you have given me. I do not pray for the world. And the reason I read it in Aramaic is because it has a word here, Alma. In Hebrew we said Olam. Alma is then translated later into the Greek New Testament. You knew the New Testament as Greek, right? But actually it was written in Aramaic and then translated into Greek. And the Greek word was cosmos. Does that sound more familiar than Alma? Cosmos. What does it sound like? Cosmos. And what is the cosmos? Well, the cosmos is the far-flung universe without boundaries. It's made of uh, far-flung galaxies and solar systems and, uh, and of, of uh, 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 what do they call those, the, the, uh, the, the far-flung stars? Who, who can tell me what those are? Uh, novas and then also black holes and all this mysterious miasma and stuff of the universe, but you know what it isn't? It isn't a person. It is impersonal. It's abstract. And our Lord says, I don't pray for the impersonal, for the abstract, for matter, for black holes. I don't pray for that. I pray for persons, those you have given me. That's who I pray for. And all of those who are mine are yours, and all that you have is mine, and all that I have is yours. And what is this about except relationship between persons? It begins with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, an eminently social experience of the Godhead, personalities relating to one another. And then through Jesus comes again another personal relationship. I pray for those you, my Father, have given me, the second person of the Godhead, and all those, that is, those in relationship to him, are with me, and I am with you, and you are with me, and this is all about relationships between persons. And the U.S. bishops have told us that the heart of social teaching in the Catholic Church is the human person. Everything comes down to the central focus on the person. Why are we concerned with the climate? Because of its effect on the person. Why are we concerned with war? Because of the effect on the person. Why are we concerned with poverty? because of the effect on the person. Why are we opposed to abortion? Because of the effect on the persons. This is all about the relationship between persons, and that begins with the relationship in God and then extends to all of us. And what this period of time in the ascension and the anticipation of the Spirit, the third 
person of the Godhead, I'm just falling apart. At nearly 60, you can just hear me falling apart. But now we await the person of the Spirit to come indwell in us. And in this period, we are focused on our personal relationships with God, with one another, and beyond the church with others. The person, body and soul, eternally valuable to God, must be eternally valuable to each and every one of us. Our relationships are so precious to God that he doesn't wish to sit alone, but to bring every person given to him with him, just as our Lord is seated with him in heaven.